Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. Hey, we have uh, something other than COVID to talk about. Yeah, we should be. You should have been singing that Cougar Football Saturday song that the Saturday cast uses. Yeah, but you like, can't. There, there's no. We can't do a little tailgating. We're not allowed to. That's true. <laughs> do a little tailgating. Yeah. Except they part of the press release was basically, "Do not come to Pullman to tail." How many people are going to do that? By the way, like, like for real, how many people are just going to come to Pullman even if they can't go to the game? I don't think and they're just just to be in town, go to the bars, hang out, see their friends. I don't know. Considering COVID is one of the hot spots. I don't know if that's such a good idea. Yeah, but it's Eastern Washington. Those people don't believe in COVID anyway. Yeah, but I I mean, it's most of the people that go to WSU games that tailgate are not from Eastern. They they come from, you know, farther away. But are we sure? (laughs) Are we sure about what they believe? I mean, I, I wouldn't. Ca- I, I, I've seen diehard Cougs. I mean, yeah, you, you can you can go ahead and characterize <laughs> the entire eastern port, part of the state. I'm just kidding, Eastern Washington. I'm joking. I'm joking. I promise. I'm joking. Hey, listen, I live in Pierce County. You live in Pierce County, and I happen to live in a part of Pierce County that also doesn't believe that the virus is real. So, there you go. Yay. Um, <laughs> But hey, uh, this is Podcast versus Everyone. I am Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neusser. And for the first time in a long time, we can talk about games that we know are going to happen. And that is, uh, that's weird. That's pretty weird. I'm not even sure I totally believe it yet. Yeah, I mean it could all fall apart. I like mean, a could, lot could fall apart in the next. Four look weeks. at look at what look at what Houston's dealing with. <laughs> Just game <laughs> after game gets canceled for them. So I know I do feel like that the Pac-12 has a a much greater chance of success mm-hmm. than uh, than old Houston and Arkansas State and all these G5 schools that went ahead and said you know fuck it we need the money and. Uh, and went ahead and played without really the uh, the testing protocols that are necessary. Yeah, to I know. This off. Like, you're always tempted to call bullshit on on a lot of this stuff, and and I, I do think money is an overriding factor. Like, they were always looking for a way to make mo- like make some money, right? But I, I do I do believe that like some of the testing was involved because no one wanted to be liable uh, for the health of the players. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that they'll probably be a little more rigorous about things than maybe some other leagues. And, and yeah, so that even they're a little more cautious starting uh, PAC 12 has decided to start on November 6th and uh, mountain West, which came out just, you know, an hour after maybe, um, they're starting on October 24th. So they're going two weeks earlier. Yeah. The November 6th thing, to be honest, is I think pretty much a bunch of bullshit. Like I don't know why they need to wait that long. It's they don't, they don't. The problem is they have a handful of schools that do have to wait that long. And so Mm -hmm. because they are obsessed with, you know, equity or equality, however you want to frame it, 
you know, they, you know, can't let WSU and Utah, you know, uh, you know, play an extra game, right? Because that would be unfair. So instead, we have to wait until November, or whatever, in order to make sure that UCLA and USC and Colorado can figure their shit out with their local governments and, you know, get a team together in time. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe Washington was part of it too, uh, given that King County seems to be stuck in perpetual phase one, you know? Yeah. But uh, it's, it's frustrating that they didn't just let the teams that could get it going by the earlier date, at least maybe play. I mean, if the mountain West was starting up at, you know, if the Mountain West is starting up the week before, I guarantee you, you could be like, you could find a team to play. Yeah. You know, like, like they, they'd be like, hell yeah, let's play a Pac-12 team. You know, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it, it's sort of frustrating that, um, you know, that they, they did, you know, I mean, they're going to be starting two full weeks after the Big Ten, um, you know, mainly because some of the schools, particularly the Southern California schools, have really, really, really been limited on what they can do workout wise. But I'm also like sort of irritated because um, part of the reason why they're, they're sort of really limited workout wise is that um, quite frankly, those schools really didn't push it very much with their local, uh, with their local authorities, right. you know, how to, to be able to practice a little more, or have larger cohorts or have an exception or whatever. And I understand California is different. Like, I, like I get that. I've never lived in California, but I've been to California. We are sort of California adjacent. And so I'm, I'm familiar with sort of the, the politics to some degree of California. So, I mean, I get it, you know, they're going to be, um, a little tighter with the regulations because, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're obviously, a, uh, led by, you know, left, left-leaning government, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the reality is also, if you read on the stuff, um, the schools really did not push very hard because I think they just thought it wasn't going to happen. And then, and then everything, you know, shifted beneath them. And the reality was that, uh, they were not prepared. They, they really weren't prepared. And, you know, like we, we had this quote, and I don't know, I'll have to maybe go back on our Slack and look, but, uh, I was like, well, why couldn't they start on Halloween? That's stupid. And then somebody posted a quote from one of the coaches in the PAC 12 that said, you know, basically the big 10 has been practicing all along and we haven't done shit. And I'm like, how, like how, how, how could that be? And again, I think this is just, um, I think it's partly California, but I think honestly, it's mostly just lack of leadership from the institutions and from Larry Scott, because, you know, while, you know, the big 12 or the big 10 was kind of getting their shit together, you know, the PAC 12 was just kind of sitting around like, Oh yeah, it's not, it's really not going to happen this year. And, and they let their players basically, you know, you know, basically, uh, I won't say sit around cause I don't think they were sitting around, but not prepare as if there was a season possible. And now all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, you need extra time, you know, you need six full weeks, uh, to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the PAC 12 really, uh, can never not look horrible. And so here we are looking horrible again, even as we get football back. Yeah. Yeah. We got to, yeah, it's yeah. Cause like six games, seven games, I guess is kind of a bummer. Like it's not that many. Um, I guess, you know, it's maybe, well, just think they could have had like eight. They, yeah. they pretty easily could have had eight. You well, know? now, now you're, you're to get one in You're you're playing a game on December 19th, which is uh pretty late. Uh, it doesn't matter at most schools in the conference, but when you're looking at 
Colorado and Utah and WSU. If you're playing games at Colorado and Utah and WSU, like the weather's going to be really bad for those games. Like there's, yeah, like I wouldn't even, be shocked if they rigged it so that those crossover games take place in, the, in maybe in, some of the warmer climates. But yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Like even, you know, in, it's, it's it'll be cold and rainy in Eugene and 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 in and in Corvallis and and Seattle, but it, in it, Seattle, in, yeah. But uh, but in Pullman, it's it's going, there's <laughs> going to be, be ice on the ground. Freeze, like snow freeze your and, toes. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's going to be like the coldest Pac-12 game yeah. on record if they have a yeah. game, which I really hope they do, and I hope yeah. that that it's a Southern like Arizona or Southern California school yes, that has to come yes, up. Please. That would be. A dream. Like, I don't even care. Absolutely. Like, because like, we've seen Arizona schools and California schools have to come up to WSU in, well, in in November and just uh, yeah. very 69 clearly, to 21 rings a bell. Yeah. And six, well, yeah. Like, it's I, 69 to 7 was also in November, even though it was a, a much nicer day. It was, it was, it wasn't super cold, but, but yeah, exactly. Like, Arizona, the last two times, They've had to come up to Pullman in November. It was sixty nine points were on the board. Yeah. So, good so luck, like guys. it's so yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, so yeah, please. should we should we run down real quick, just kind of like like what the scenario is, what the situation is? Yeah, yeah, of it. yeah. So basically, um, uh, November sixth, um, the the Pac twelve championship is December eighteenth. Um, you're playing six games in between then, so six. Uh, I guess is it seven games and then an eighth or a six and a seventh. It's six and then so six and then plus one. The one so crossover. so the six games. So you have five games against your uh, your division and then one game against a crossover team to determine who goes to the championship game. And then you have one extra game, which is an interesting thing that they're doing. That you like you mentioned in our Slack chat wouldn't be surprised if they just kept doing this is they're they're actually going to play crossover division games on the day after the Pac-12 championship for the teams that did not make the uh, championship game so yeah uh, this is I mean high schools have been doing this forever you know forever especially in Washington you know you just teams don't make the playoffs okay you know play one more game you play you know the third place team for or the fourth place team from this conference plays the fourth place team from that conference. So you get hopefully a relatively even matchup and, you know, the, the ASBs get to collect, you know, one more set of gates, you know, for a game and, uh, and, and the, you know, the kids get to play one more more popcorn and and hot dogs. Yeah. And everybody wins and, you know, it's, it's happy. So, um, you know, so college football is, is finally adopting that the big 10 was the first one to say they were going to do that. And the PAC 12 is like, Hey, that seems like a good idea. So everybody's going to get, Seven games one way or another, and then I don't know if you saw this, but um, there are no longer any uh, bowl requirements. Yeah. <laughs> so you can keep that so, bowl streak alive no so matter what happens. we keep that bowl streak alive even, being ter- even if we're terrible. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, come on. I want to see an 0-7 or 0-8 whatever bowl team this year. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Not WSU, but well, like any I, team. I imagine most of the bowl games will just go on as scheduled because the vast majority of them are ESPN properties. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how many people know this, but like ESPN owns like most of the bowl percent games. of them. Yeah. Because so when you're like, there are too many bowl games, you know, and if you're that person, which well, then you should stop watching them <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Then don't watch them. 
But, uh, you know, if you're like, there's too many bowl games. Well, the reason why there's there's so many bowl games is simply that uh, ESPN's like, hey, more football means more football on TV. So we're going to own and r- basically run these bowl games, you know, and put them on TV. And, you know, the payouts are really modest and whatever. So, um, so I'm sure ESPN fought pretty hard to make sure that all these bowl games are played. Um, and I'm sure I don't I, I'm really I'm curious can we just go uh, to the, how, the, the I, 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 they they probably won't have the Bahamas Bowl in the Bahamas. I, mean, I don't know. Right, but like, what about like? I mean, there's like 18 bowls in Florida, right? In Florida, yeah. where people show up. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I w- I would assume that they're still going to try and follow the the tie-ins. Not sure how you. I don't know how you pull that off, but I I, I don't know. I guess. I, I mean, I guess they would still follow the same thing, you know, put them in order of record. and But it just you know means what? that there's going to be a lot of options to reach down and choose someone different. You know, what? It, it, this will probably be the, the kind of the truest, like, division championship you can get, like, because we'll have the closest yeah. to a division championship. But I still kind of yeah. like, I kind of wish they would just undivision the thing and just do, yeah. you know, as many – conference games as possible and just say the top two go to the the championship yeah. or whatever and then you yeah. don't have this like shitty pac-12 south team making the conference championship all the time which we've had quite often um yes uh which uh we i don't know we, I, I don't think that'll happen this year but um i'm sure that so obviously they're playing the conference championship because they're they're hoping that uh, a Pac-12 team can still have a chance at the college football playoff. Um, I guess you're you're looking at Oregon in that case. Um, so if they can, you know, so a team like that can run the table, I mean, which is a lot easier to do in six games, seven games, obviously. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, just what the football's like with, um, I guess they're getting roughly the same amount of camp, even less camp than they usually get before the season. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, so I think the, like, I think it'll it'll be about the same. Yeah. I mean they're gonna they're taking, you know, six full weeks to kind of get this thing rocking. Yeah, and usually I mean, usually camp starts like I guess four weeks before the first game, three or four, yeah. depending on if you I mean, have a week zero game. Yeah. So it's, I think it'll be about the same, you know, I, I, the big difference maker here, and they did say this, they said this in the press release and it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, you know, total bullshit is that, you know, really things change. They, um, you know, they felt better about the, about the potential for, you know, essentially heart damage, right? Um, they felt better that that was not as much of a risk as what they initially thought. Yep. Um, and then the other part was the testing, you know, they've got this new testing protocol coming and, um, it's, it's a different kind of test. It's an antigen test and it, which is, um, I like, I guess cheaper to administer and has its own sort of set of issues. But, um, what it does do is it allows them to detect the presence of, of the virus before the person can transmit, I think is, is the theory that, you know, so they could test negative one day, test positive the next day. The theory is if they tested negative the, the day before, and then they test positive for the antigen, they would just, they would really just be detecting a small amount of the antigen which would indicate that the virus had um, really just been very um, newly 
you know, sort of introduced to the person. And if you can quarantine them at that point, then they are, um, they're hopefully not contagious. Like they haven't been contagious up until that point. So, you know, I don't know, maybe it's all a bunch of bullshit. I have no idea because I'm not a scientist, but, uh, but it seems like it's a better plan than, you know, what, you know, these other schools that we already referenced, um, you know, I've been going ahead with, which is essentially the cross your fingers and hope and pray plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's still a little bit crossing fingers and hope, hope and pray. It's, it's just definitely a little, well, these other teams have played games and I'm sure, and it was fine. And so that, 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 I think that probably plays a part in it too. You, you've seen, you know, dozens of college football games happen and, you know, only, you know, one or two of them maybe have been, uh, you know, transmission vectors, but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, if you, if you're taking, you know, your most precautions, they're obviously only playing conference teams, um, in a lot of States that have kind of stricter, you know, guidelines than other States. So obviously, you know, we, we've seen fans in some, uh, stadiums and that will not be happening. Uh, sadly, no. um, no. not like, a, um, you, 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 I, I know there would have been, you know, if, if WCU could have filled that 25%, there would have oh, been, yeah. you know, just from the Pullman people oh, yeah. been in there. Oh yeah. Um, which, uh, we have found that I've seen, you know, you and I have watching, uh, soccer matches and, and different things like even just like, we watched a Borussia Dortmund match where there was, I think, like ten thousand, maybe like eight thousand people in an eighty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. But even those eight thousand people made such a different difference in noise versus a completely empty stadium. It was, yeah. I mean, I guess it's still eight thousand people, like which can right. be very loud, right? Um, especially in a, in an arena which is just kind of bouncing things back off of each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's you know I'm. Still bummed I can't go watch Cougar football this year, but uh, I, I probably wouldn't have anyway, to be honest, uh, even if given the opportunity, um, given that uh, WSU's uh, rates of infection have been pretty high. Um, yeah. Probably not some a place, because uh, we had talked about just going there for a weekend, kind of like you said, just to you know go to Pullman, like when there was not going to be a football season, just to support some businesses, but... Right. You know, when, when, you know, Pullman's one of the highest infection rates in the country, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not, maybe not going to, maybe do that. not. <laughs> um, but I do think, uh, you know, with the testing and this rapid testing and stuff, they can probably control the, the spread to like, cause they're getting tested far more than your average human being. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, so, and the penalty for testing positive is, is pretty damn steep. Yeah. Like, what is it? Well, here's the thing. I didn't read the Pac-12 that closely. I know the Big Ten said you test positive once, you're 21 day, like 21 days, bang, you're gone. Yeah, basically that. Yeah, um, that's like a three game suspension, basically. Essentially, yeah. So, um, which again, I think is the is the basically it's the antigen test where it's like okay, so the moment you test positive, you are not yet contagious. So they're trying to like kind of plan out for this, you know, how long you're contagious kind of deal and. Um, and there you go. So I imagine the Pac-12 is going to be, you know, is going to be similar, right? And so yeah. if the penalty is that steep for uh, for testing positive, then you know, players I would think are going to be pretty cautious. Although, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I mean, 
uh, we don't really know, don't know. They're, what they're going to choose to do because you know college so. kids are you know they're going to do what they <laughs> do. Knows, uh, they're not the best at uh, risk assessment. So the one thing that kind of makes me feel like maybe this isn't as uh, I, I don't know. Like so when we talked, you know, a few weeks ago, it was kind of like eh, yeah, yeah, yay, <laughs> you know, fo- football's here. Um, you know, like like for me. It's been hard for me to weigh, especially for college, um, hard for me to weigh my, you know, my, my desire for sports and watching sports and, um, and, and sort of the feeling of, Hey, we're in the middle of a, of a freaking pandemic. Right. Um, and the one thing I guess that makes me feel a little bit, I don't know if better is the right word, but I guess maybe comfortable is a better word. And, and I'm, I'm curious how you feel about this as well, but you know, one thing we've sort of figured out uh, over the, the you know this last month or so is that while these COVID cases have exploded on various college campuses, hospitalizations have not. So we we have a pretty good sense that um, while yes, the the disease is bad and it sucks, and um, and sometimes you know even you know twenty somethings that catch it have you know pretty adverse effects for a while, um, they are not dying. And so it sort of reinforces this idea that what we're really trying to do is contain the spread from them to more vulnerable people. Right. And and I guess what we've seen is that on college campuses, um, college campuses have done a pretty damn good job of managing both outbreaks among 20 somethings and, you know, basically containing the spread from those people to the people who might really be hurt by it. Right. Um, Obviously, if I was a 20 something, I still don't think I'd want to get it. But, you know, I guess, you know, if we figured out or, or at the very least, if it certainly looks like, um, you know, 20 somethings getting it, you know, maybe isn't the end of the world as long as we can keep it from spreading to, you know, 50, 60, 70 somethings. Um, I, I guess I feel a little more comfortable about I, I guess I feel a lot more comfortable about. Uh, college players playing, and particularly with the the testing protocols that will be in place for the for the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, it, um, you know, I think yeah, that's obviously a big part where there there's no fans. Um, yeah, you don't. Uh, they don't want fans flocking to Pullman and Corvallis and uh, these other, you know, I guess Boulder and. Uh, although that's a bigger city than those, but uh, you know, I just don't want these college campuses where there might be higher infection rates. You don't want the the older fans there taking it back to their play, you know, where they live and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, I, yeah, it, it does make you feel a little better that maybe um, those kids aren't at, at high of risk. Um, for something as maybe a, a, the you know adults would be, um, yeah, I, I, it's still, it's still not you know, it's funny. I I, I think I told you earlier that, yeah, you know, I was like I'm I, not. I guess I'm a little excited. I, I'm not sure. Um, I I think like maybe just the the weight of everything is is kind of preventing me. But I've. I've really been really enjoying watching soccer. I've been really enjoying watching the Seahawks. I've been really enjoying, uh, you know, watching the NBA and, and all that. And so um, I haven't watched much college football since it came back, but I have watched a little. Um, I think probably once the games actually hit, I'll be really into it. Um, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of like I don't believe it yet. And um, I just don't want, 
you know, there to be like adverse effects, um, especially for the, the athletes that are uh, participating, um, you know, long-term like damage and, and things like that. Um, I don't want them to be put at higher risk, but at the same time, you, you got to kind of believe actually they, they may be at, at if, as long as they follow the protocols, they're probably going to be at a lower risk than a lot of people just because they are being tested so rigorously. Um, they're like, they're going to know if the people around them have it, have it. Um, they're going to know if they have it. Um, they're going to be treated immediately. Like they're, they're going to know if they have it before the symptoms even set in. Um, they're going to be, get the best treatment for it. Um, so hopefully that, that'll lead to, you know, if there is COVID, um, infections that at least, you know, to the, some, some of the best outcomes possible, just because, um, uh, they, they, they'll catch it so early and, yep. and, 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 and yeah, and just, you got to believe that it's just, as long as these protocols are followed, there, there, there shouldn't be, you know, there, there can still be infection, but there shouldn't be mass infection of like entire teams, which we've seen, um, in some programs. Um, so hopefully, this sort of testing will prevent that because um, obviously the more infections you have, the more likely that one of them will be a, uh, you know, a, a more significant out, you know, significantly sure. negative outcome. Um, yep. But yeah. And, and obviously a lot of these kids, they're athletes and even some of the damage that can be done in COVID, uh, you know, to your internal organs and to your lungs, to your heart, whatever um, that's scary for them. But maybe it's not like you said earlier. Maybe it's just maybe it's not as uh, dangerous as we thought to these younger kids. That like because uh, we're mostly comparing it to what it's doing to older adults, and so yeah. maybe it's safer for these kids, and maybe it's okay that they're playing. And I just need to wrap my head around that and just yeah. enjoy Cougar football again. <laughs> and that's that's just kind of like a. You know, it's it's like it's it's like a journey I have to go on before I yep. can be as excited as as everyone yeah. is. Like I'm still, um, it's I, I kind of we can get into this later. I'm I'm still probably like a little more excited for basketball, maybe because it's farther out, <laughs> and yeah, and maybe I just I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's just fewer athletes and fewer people interacting with each other. I don't know. And maybe it's you know you didn't not like you went to a lot of basketball games either. Right. Cause we've talked about that. Like a lot of the emotion well, yeah. I feel about the season is, you know, going to Pullman for games and it's not like you were going to many basketball games anyway. Okay. Therapist, Jeff, I guess I'm on the couch. But I'm, just, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know I mean? Maybe that's, maybe that's the deal. You know, you're used to watching those games on your couch. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's true. It's and true. sitting there yeah. with, uh, you know, with Slack open and with Google Hangouts open and with us, you know, texting back and forth. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, for me, like the big thing was we just didn't know and it didn't feel like it was worth the risk for something where we don't know. And at this point, I don't think we still really know much, uh, obviously, but also at the same time, you know, you mentioned that they're probably as safe as anybody. Um, and, and the incentive, uh, you know, to stay eligible is a pretty big one. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, if you're going to get, you know, basically knocked out of action for a few weeks just by testing positive. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big incentive to, to make sure and handle your business. And, um, you know, so hopefully, ultimately, I hope it all just, you know, uh, results in, 
you know, low or zero infection rates on the team, um, which is, is not just good for the team, but is good for the community. I mean, let's be honest about that. You know, fewer COVID tests with the football team means there's, you know, fewer COVID cases in Pullman. So, um, so hopefully, you know, that's all good for everybody. Um, you know, and hopefully, you know, it turns out that, you know, people who catch it don't really suffer any tremendous long-term effects. I know that, you know, people have mentioned, um, you know, having effects for months afterwards at times, but, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully there's no, you know, long-term, you know, lasting other kind of damage that we just don't know of yet. And, you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, at some point I do, I do sort of understand the people who say, you know, kind of at some point, you know, you, you kind of got to live life. And, you know, once you've mitigated the risk to a certain point, you just kind of got to go and, um, I don't, you know, I don't know where that line is and, you know, I, I think reasonable minds can definitely differ on where that line is, but, mm-hmm. um, but I think they've done a good job of at least approaching a line where people who are comfortable accepting a certain amount of risk, um, that the risk is down to a level that makes that maybe worth it and makes it make some sense. I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, yeah, I think you're probably a little right that, that you know, it, part of it is uh, I don't get to go to the games, and so it doesn't feel quite as real and and, and quite as uh, um, exciting. But uh, I, yeah, it's, I mean, it is exciting still. Um, I think maybe we can talk about the football team. Should we take a break first? Yeah, maybe we'll actually talk about the uh, the football team playing football. I don't know. Ooh, like, like it's going to be real or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Let's take a break, and then we'll find out if we can do that. We're back. Well, you know, we always tell people we're going to talk about the stuff, but then we talk about beer, so let's just do that. We, I don't want <laughs> to disappoint them. We talk about them. beer. <laughs> well, why change things now? Some things are always going to be the same. Hey, at, this is one of them. In, in these difficult times, we need that's right. Some in these sense unprecedented times, don't you want to be able to count on something like you us to... teasing something you actually want to listen to, and then talking about beer? Yeah, you. <laughs> you can count on us. Well, because you, you know they're skipping past it, and they're going to be mad if we're yeah. like not. They're like, wait, absolutely. They're going to like hit the fast forward button, for and they'll be like, wait a second. Minutes. Yeah, how far back do I have to go? <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to disappoint those people. Um, nope, so Jeff, we don't. I, I know what you're drinking, but what are you drinking? Yeah, I am drinking a beautiful beer from Holy Mountain Brewery uh, called People Power, and it is uh, it is a lovely pale ale um, that uh, is dedicated to uh, the number of people, many, many, many uh, people, uh, many of our um, black brothers and sisters who have been killed, uh, in the name of racism. (laughs) So the, uh, the label is printed with a a ton of names, um, going all the way back to Emmett Till, Medgar Evers, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and then kind of all the way up the last name on here is Chris Beatty. George Floyd is on here. Rayshard Brooks is on here. Brianna Taylor is on here. So, 
yeah, Brianna Taylor's on here. Garner's on here. Trayvon Martin's on here. So anyway, um, it is a beer where the uh, the proceeds, or at least some of the proceeds, I don't remember which, but at least some of the proceeds. I believe it was 20%, 20%. 20%. There we go. So 20% of the proceeds going to the ACLU, uh, an organization that is uh, near and dear to me, uh, both for the work that they're doing uh, on behalf of, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and also uh, the way they fight for, you know, free speech, uh, you know, me being – being a journalist, having a journalism degree, um, you know, obviously free speech is also very important to me. So uh, the ACLU fighting for people's rights, um, fighting for their civil liberties, uh, definitely love the work they do. And I'm happy, happy, happy to support them. And by the way, the beer kicks ass. So it's kind of a win win. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll say that uh, that beer is kind of part of a, a series of beers that a lot of uh, brewers are doing. And it was started by Three's Brewing, which is in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I've been to that brewery. It's a pretty good brewery. Um, uh, yeah, I think they're known for some really good loggers and a lot of their stuff. They got a nice tap room. They got good food. Um, uh, I, I definitely was like pretty, uh, non sober when I made it there after, I think I was at other half, uh, before that. So, um, I took an Uber on up there and, and tried to eat some food and sober up and then had some more beer. But anyways, uh, but anyway, so they, they are the ones that started this. And then Holy Mountain is one of the breweries that participate in it much, much like the, uh, black is beautiful, uh, beers that we, uh, I think we talked about earlier on the program. I, I think, um, I, we, we drank that wingman one. If I want to yep. remember. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so it's kind of in a similar vein where you know it's intended to generate uh, donations for uh, uh, for for worthy causes and um, yeah, um, I'll co-sign with you on the ACLU. I know maybe some of you uh, you know, you'll see some absurd looking uh, lawsuit that ACLU files, but uh, and you might think, oh, this is kind of over the line, but honestly like that's part of their work is like they have to make sure that um you know the civil liberties of everyone are protected even when it kind of looks absurd on, on the surface um a lot of times there there's a reason for it and and i encourage you to kind of look into why some of these things that look ridiculous on uh, first but there's a lot of just other things that aclu does um if 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 we don't have these sort of organizations protecting people who cannot afford to protect themselves legally yep. um yep. then the type of um injustice that we see um will only be worse so it, yep. i I, it, I know that there's people that are listening to us that will roll their eyes at the ACLU but it, whatever uh, they're good i'm sorry they just are <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 no it's uh it's a great organization that does great things and and holy mountain is a uh, great brewery um with some just uh, great people running it um i can confirm that and uh this is totally um in line with their uh things they've done before um they they had a you know they had a they've had a couple weekends where they donated um you know a certain percentage of everything to you know black lives matter charities and things like that so um, yeah. yeah, I was pretty stoked when I found myself in Seattle and I had some time to go drive by the brewery and do some drive through pickup. Yeah, I was excited. 
Yeah, you you got some for me too. So I did. And I got you got you a shirt and yeah, yeah. You got all kinds of cool. We got all kinds of cool stuff. It's well, awesome. I'm I'm going up Seattle tomorrow, so you'll have to let me know if you Ooh. want anything. Mm. I'm going to get my mm-hmm. Floodland beer. So. Aha. <laughs> that's also awesome beer. Yeah, I got a, I got if a you mag- can get it. I got a Magnum in this this uh, round of allocation. Dear, so, dear God. Well, I, I had a I had a buddy that uh, told me if you uh, if you post on Instagram that you're drinking one of the Magnums, you'll probably get another one in the next round of allocation. And so for my sister's thirtieth birthday, which was this yes, past I saw weekend, that. I, I, I pulled out my last flood in the Magnum and we drank that and I posted on Instagram and sure enough, when those allocations came out on, I think it was Tuesday, I got another Magnum. So, oh, and like, and so you know, awesome. and I ask for them every single time. And, and, and the last two ones I've gotten is after I posted that I was drinking one. So, so that's, uh, uh, that, that was a good tip for my buddy, Eric. And, uh, there it's been go. useful, um, That's useful fantastic. for me to spend a whole lot of money on a giant bottle of beer, <laughs> uh, which per ounce, a ends giant up being far, bottle of beer. Yeah. Per ounce ends up being not a good deal in any way. Like it ends up being more than the smaller bottles of beer per ounce, but it's just the fun of like when, when I showed, when I pulled that out, like when my sister came over and. I pulled that out to show her that's what we we're going to have for her birthday. She was so excited. Like, oh, my God. Is she, oh, it's a Magnum. Oh, it's a yeah. Floodland Magnum. Like, because obviously you're, you're getting this <laughs> rare, like, size of a beer. And on right. top of that, it's like this, in, like, impossible to get brewery who I'm just fortunate enough to, like, be a member of that I get the beer. And, and which is like a humble brag, of course. But, um, but, um, but yeah, so she's like, I didn't even know that Floodland had Magnums. And I'm like, yep, they do. And we're drinking one for your birthday. And uh, yeah. That's fantastic. It was delicious. But but yeah, um, I am drinking a, a beer from a Tacoma brewery. It is fresh hop season. Yes, it um, is. So no I'm, fresh hop festival this year, though. Yeah, no fresh hop festival. Womp, uh, womp. That would be a COVID vector that's so sad too because like l- last year was the first time i went and oh i was God, like and we had so much fun yes we did and i was just like ah oh, i could do this like this should be annual like i i should do this yeah, every we year do that single this hill podcast every year oh i picked up a single and then hill go to go to sports center and just listen to your your you know basically your brother-in-law talk shit about UW fans and almost get in a fight and it's it, it was fantastic Yes. It was yes. so he, much fun. He, like, he, he is very much of the, like, you know, cares about WC sports, but cares probably more about hating the Huskies than <laughs> anything else, which I, you is know, fantastic. I, let me just say, you know, Chris is a delightful person, so <laughs> it's just like, it's, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but. But yeah, so not I, this year, man. Not this year. No fresh hop festival. Not this year. Um, anyway, fresh hop for you. You're drinking fresh hop tonight. Yeah, I'm drinking fresher yesterday um, from Sig Brewing uh, mm. out of Tacoma, one of the newest breweries out of Tacoma. I think I've had them on the podcast before. Um, yep. One of the other important Jeffs in my life, uh, yep. Jeff Stokes, is the um, former head brewer of Three Magnets, now the head brewer of Sig been cranking out a lot of good beer they have really good food at that we actually had dinner there 
um for my sister's birthday and they have pizza but they have like my sister had like lobster pizza and, and like i had just like uh i had um beef wellington meatballs like they got some damn good food there um but uh they uh this is a strata fresh hop hazy ipa so strata is a type of hop i'll read the description this beer was better yesterday all jokes aside please drink this beer as fresh as you can the hops in this can are volatile and want to be drank asap focusing on the fantastic strata hop we harvested both freshly picked whole cone wet hops as well as the same of pelletized strata hops to create a melange of the freshest hops possible all courtesy of roy farms um so yeah this is uh um it's an interesting um fresh hop ipa is not my like most favorite style but it's just like hey it's seasonal and it's different uh this one's very very light um uh it's mostly aroma driven um almost no bitterness which is pretty interesting um it's hazy a little hazy like it's definitely hazy in appearance but it's not like that thick body like it's got a kind of a lighter body um it's definitely easy drinking um it's got a really cool label uh which i'll probably tweet out later it's like looks like um uh like meat like meat packaging in a store but it's hops um and it's uh it's pretty good pretty damn good um jeff's a great brewer uh another beer i got from them is the their soup salad and pilsners which is an italian pilsner which is really tasty um but yeah so fresher yesterday this is good um and uh sig is good i highly recommend them if you're in the tacoma area or seattle area or whatever just come on down it's like a block and a half from e9's uh new brewery so and then it's like a couple blocks away from uh, blackfeet brewing and and not far from uh, uh, uh seven seas's location in tacoma so it's um it's what uh, tacoma has established a brewery district in and where uh breweries can basically open up their um uh, makes it easier for them um so there's more and more breweries coming in sig is yeah. the most the newest one and better for all of us who like to walk from beer, you know yeah brewery to brewery to drink well yeah the, my my dude my goal was like we would start at sig and then go to e9 and then walk basically down the hill to the rage concert in april that because sig was supposed to be open by then so we could have like done those two still breweries. might happen yeah maybe you know eventually 2028 like we'll be <laughs> those tickets we bought <laughs> we're gonna be 50 years you're gonna be taking me on my 50th birthday yeah, yeah. it's time well, for rage time we for finally rage. get to go <laughs> well there might be a lot to rage about by then but uh <sighs> yeah um yeah so beer uh how about football uh um, football this is our chance craig this is our chance to open with the apple cup this is it Please this is just, this is the time. The time is now. Obviously, um, there's a chance that the actual schedule by the time you're listening to this will be out. But while we're recording, the actual schedule yeah, is there's not no out. schedule yet. Um, that yeah, like please, can we just get that out of the way early? Uh, I don't care. Like <laughs> this whole last game of the season, Apple Cup thing ain't working out for us. So let's 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 change it up. Let's move it around and and let's. I, I can't remember who suggested it. Like, just do the rivalry games right off the bat, and that would be great. Like, let's just do let's let's build some let's build some interest in the sport with just rivalry games first week. Like, come on, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like if you want to storm onto the scene, 
Like for real, if you want to just like kick down the door of the college football season and be like Pac-12, here we are, you know, let's fucking go. Like let's let's start with a rivalry game. You know, not just us. I mean, USC, UCLA, and Oregon, Oregon State, and Cal Stanford. I mean, let's just let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I mean, look, you know, Fox isn't getting their Black Friday Apple Cup anymore anyway, so whatever. Let's do it. If they somehow figure out how to put a Black Friday Apple Cup (laughs) into this schedule anyway, I'm going to be so mad. They're like, no, no, no. The Apple Cup will not be the last game. It will not be the first game. (laughs) It will be be the third third game game. (laughs) on Black Black Friday. Friday. Which actually, it doesn't matter because you don't have to go to the game, but still, it's no, like. No, but still. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be hilarious. Just like one, you know, giant middle finger back at us finally. Like, you thought you were getting out of this? No, no, no. Nope. Still going to be on Black Friday, assholes. Hey, our our, uh, our guy Brian is hyped, man. He just tweeted 43 days until Cougar football. Oh my gosh! Caps. Yeah, yeah, Brian Anderson, man. That our, guy. We should we should have had him on tonight. He would have yeah, brought the yeah, he would have brought the excitement for us. Yeah, him and Jesse, uh, I think, are the you know the probably the biggest football nerds in the group, and and they're uh, they're hyped. Uh, they're super hyped. Uh, I'm getting more hyped the more I talk about it. To be honest, I will. I, I'll tell you what really gets me hyped is when I look at the WSU roster on WCCougars.com is that apparently, you know, Tay Martin still plays for us because he's number one, right? <laughs> can, he, on the... can he still come back? Can he come back? <laughs> he can still come back. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm not really, I'm not really playing at Oklahoma state yet. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's everybody's going to have issues. I mean, look, you know, you mentioned Oregon as a potential contender, but Oregon had, they you know, I, I can't remember, but it was it was more than a couple dudes who opted. Uh, who opted out, including their, you know, all everything left tackle. Um, so, yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe some of those guys come back. I mean, the NCAA has not yet. And th- this was sort of another thing that came up was, OK, so if these the guys in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 opted out and signed with agents and started getting ready for the draft. Um, now that their teams are playing again, are you going to let them come back? And the NCAA has been uh, silent on that issue so far. But, um, you know, that's I guess that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. It's still got maybe another week or two to work itself out if the NCAA feels like reversing course. But um, I don't know. My guess is the NCAA will just be silent on it. And, you know, the guys who turn pro are just going to, you know, they're just going to stay turned pro and you know, whatever, but it's what I'm driving at is it's all going to be crazy. Like, it's it's just, I mean, look like seven games, like that's, I mean, that's, and, and really six games to determine who wins, you know, who goes to the championship game. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be super, super, super weird. I mean, think like, well, think about the, 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 I mean, no, no non-conference games. You can just get hot for, yeah, you can just get hot and, and, I mean, how many teams win five out of six games at some point yeah. in the season, right? You know, so everybody's going to have weirdness. There's going to be weirdness. There's going to be, you know, players out because of COVID. Um, you know, there's going to be – I mean, there's just going to be all kinds of weird shit happening. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if 
something super bizarre happened and you know why not us right well i do think the longer the longer prep time going into the season than even summer like summer camp like or they call it fall camp would have been um is good for us because we totally missed spring ball because uh, we didn't even get any practices in because WC right. starts at spring ball so late because of weather. Right. Um, and you still got a QB situation starting yeah, from scratch. And, uh, I get Nick Rolovich talked about that on, uh, on the podcast with, uh, where the show with the coaches show with, um, uh, Matt Chazenow today, um, how, you know, he, he, he's going to push those guys and he expects it to be close. And so you got Gunnar Cruz and you got Cam and Cooper and, um, and you know maybe the freshman gets in there but who knows but uh it's uh uh it, it should be interesting um yeah so like from what you've seen in practice what what you've seen in in the the depth chart like you you tend to think Kim and Cooper is in the lead but like this is a different coach this is a different offense there's different requirements uh they're looking at it from with fresh eyes they've never seen Kim and Cooper play they don't have tape on him they don't they've never seen Gunnar Cruz play they've never seen any of these guys play so um it'll be interesting um to see uh we've obviously been surprised in recent years of who takes a job obviously we we were all expecting Gage Cabrud to be the starting quarterback last year and then Anthony Gordon comes and tears it up so um uh obviously it, it's going to be a QB battle I think that ultimately will be good um for these guys because they're all pretty inexperienced they need kind of some pressure to perform and um but yeah it, it, I, I think I'll, I would tend to you know think Cam and Cooper as the oldest player, the highly most highly rated out of high school, all that all that nonsense, like is the leader. But you know, you just never know. And and then then you go on from there. Uh, again, even even with departures, the uh, departure of Tay Martin, I think there's still whoever gets to be quarterback is going to have quite a few weapons to yeah to play with. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I do wonder. So. I wonder if the nature of the season changes any of the thought process for decision making. So like, for example, you know, if you sit there, okay. So if you're, if you're thinking, you know, who, who's going to start at quarterback, right? So part of that thought process in a normal season is, okay, so it's a, it's a, it's a 12 game season, right? Um, You know, do I pick the person who I think has maybe the higher ceiling and give them a few games to kind of work out the kinks against the non-conference competition, you know, that sort of thing. And then, you know, thinking, you know, they'll, they'll have it all kind of ready to go by about game four, game five. And they'll, you know, by the end of the season, they're going to be a monster. Okay. So I wonder if, you know, with, with seven games, if maybe that calculus changes a little bit, if maybe you think, okay, so it's gotta be whoever is ready to play right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no room for, Hey, you know, maybe we lose a game to Houston. Maybe we lose a game to Utah State. But hey, we can still go win the Pac-12, right? Right. I mean, this is like, I mean, if you lose a game, <laughs> you know, I, now it could also end up being a totally weird thing where you know some team that loses two games or three games yeah. is, you know, I mean, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But what we do know is that you know, obviously, every game is magnified when you're only talking six games. So. Do you pick someone who you feel like is a little more ready to go, you know, out of the gate? I mean, um, you know, like, for example, South Carolina seemed to do that. Right. I mean, they picked their they they um, didn't go with Ryan Holinsky 
as their quarterback, their starting quarterback. They instead chose to go with, um, you know, the grad transfer from Colorado State, which seemed sort of strange. But the the offensive coordinator there is from, you know, was from Colorado State. So it was kind of like, you know, familiarity with the system, lots of experience. This season could be, you know, super weird. So let's just go with the guy who maybe is going to be a little more steady. Right. So I wonder and and not that WSU has a guy like that sort of teed up and obvious, like there's not a gauge Gabrud in that room. But at the same time, you know, I kind of wonder if, you know, that maybe like, like, for example, you mentioned Delora, right, the freshman. You know, I kind of think like this would to me, this would seem to be more or less disqualifying for a freshman. Yeah. Like maybe not, maybe not. But um, but it sure seems to me like, you know, you don't want to be like rolling with a guy who's never played college football, um, you know, for for a six, you know, basically a six game sprint to try and never been in college football weight room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know. And and not that the other two guys uh, have all that experience either, you know, with with Cruz and Cooper, but at least they've been around. At least they have some kind of equity, and um, you know, maybe they're not going to be as weirded out by the whole environment with no fans and and all that stuff. So I, you know, I don't know. I would if I was a coach, that's maybe how I would think of it. But you know, who knows? I mean, Rolovich has obviously got his own idea of um, of what's you know, what's important. It seems to me the most important thing would be someone who's kind of, you know, at at the very least, maybe their ceiling isn't as high 10 games from now, but maybe they're going to give you a little bit more in games one, two, and three. Let's, let's not forget Will Heckman too. Um, (laughs) He didn't even, (laughs) Rolovich didn't even mention him today when he was talking about the quarterbacks. (laughs) So (laughs) he did mention another walk on, I don't know. I forget his name. Heckman is I don't really because I don't really care on his fourth school. Um, he's a, a journeyman, uh, but yeah, he is yeah. on scholarship. I don't know. Wait, is he not on scholarship? He's a is he is Heckman a, on scholarship? I, I think he's a walk on. Yeah, he's a walk on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah. With uh, with this, you know, obviously quarterbacks insanely important, but um, we're just gonna have to see what happens. Uh, yeah, we got. Quarterback has uh, Renard Bell, Trevor Harris, Max Borgie, uh, Calvin Jackson, Jameer Calvin. Um, no shortage of, uh, of good yeah. players to give the ball to. Um, but, and I think that offensive line will be, you know, fine. I get it we've got a million bodies at least. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Let's hope five of them can five play. Five of them are decent, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what about, what about this? Uh, you know, we got, we got two kickers on the roster. Who's going to be kicking, you know, I, I don't know. Like we got a Janikowski, we got, a, we got a Maza. I don't, I don't know. Like that's the I think, real, that's I think Blake Maza is probably pretty secure there. <laughs> I think he's all right. But what that about, okay. Yeah. Um, what about that defense? So <laughs> they'll probably still suck. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe that's the silver lining on all this. Like, like you're just gonna take this first season and you're just gonna throw it in the trash anyway if it doesn't really work out. So yeah, you got a new. We we I guess back to the offense. They're learning an entirely new offense in six weeks. Yeah. That's uh, there yeah. was no spring ball with no soft um, landing. No soft landing. This is a very timing based offense um it's it's gonna be a challenge uh 
like that's why like hey we get blown out by UW anyway put that one first absolutely (laughs) i know sorry if some of you aren't as defeatist as we are with the UW game but you know even with the new coach let's be honest first game of the year is probably going to be our best shot like like let's just be real no they have a new coach too yeah they have a new coach we got a new coach you know we're uh who knows what's going to happen with covid testing like like let's just play them first game of the year maybe half their team is out with covid and (laughs) jesus maybe we'll only lose by a touchdown maybe half their team is out okay i'm gonna say if that's the case that game is not happening but uh, maybe it just goes <laughs> I on mean, anyway probably not probably not but you know maybe half their team is out with covid and we're just like let's do it anyway so maybe let's we'd have a chance anyway. so that's all i'm saying is maybe we'd have a chance and wc's you know? like no we are playing this game we don't care if you only have 50 well, players like the sec did like yeah, their did. minimum yeah. is 53. <laughs> like they said, you have Gee. to, like they did it like a, like an NFL. Yeah. Where did they, they get you, that number from? You got to have 53 <laughs> people active on game day and they have to be scholarship athletes. Otherwise, like any, like any school can, can't play. Wouldn't just lie to make that happen. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I, yeah. all the, all the torn ACLs are suddenly healed. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they're active. They're 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 yeah. suited up. But it's it's definitely a little wild looking at the NFL right now, though. I mean, it's maybe it's not more than normal, but it sure seems like more injuries than normal. Um, it feels like it. It definitely it feels does. like it. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if it's like you know the data would bear that out, but it definitely feels like it seems like it. So I don't know. Keep an eye on that too. But yeah, defense will probably still be terrible, um, but maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Perhaps yeah. not. Um, you know, and maybe. I mean, look. You know, uh, uh, you know. Some we we joked about Tay Martin, but you know, there were other people who put their name in the transfer portal, including Cosmas Quidi. Um, You know, he hasn't uh, at least that yeah, I've comes seen. Back. Hasn't it hasn't been reported that he uh, has landed somewhere? So you know, maybe some of these guys. Uh, who transferred? I mean, I, I'd, I'd be. I feel confident saying Cassidy Woods will not be back, but mm-hmm. um, I yeah. think you know it seems like some other people. It might, it might make some sense uh, for them to come back and play, and even if they have an intention of transferring, um, you know, I, I don't know that it really, honestly, hurts anything for them to. Come well, it back wouldn't make play, that much so. of a difference. So, yeah, like yeah. I, I think I don't know. I have you seen anything from the NCAA sort of clarifying eligibility with? You know, no. players who play in this shortened season are they? No, are they basically allowing them still an extra? I, I know they were allowing them an extra year of eligibility. I, I don't know. It's going to be I, something to keep an eye on. I guess I, I have not seen that and NCA. I mean, it could be out, but uh, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised they were a little slow on that. The NCAA seems to really just kind of be sitting this one out right now. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of letting the kind of let letting all the dust settle before they figure all this out um yep you know and and you know it bears repeating by the way with uh with everyone it's it's really important to remember that the ncaa their influence on uh fbs football is is actually really minimal yep um it's it it basically boils down to enforcement that's about it yeah i Uh, saw someone tweet something about like 
I don't know what the NCAA is going to say about this bowl eligibility. I'm like, they don't have any say in it. Like the, yeah, the they team don't get can to say go, anything. <laughs> like a, a two win team can go play a bowl game and the NCAA has no way of stopping that. Like other yeah. than like governing if the players are eligible, they, they don't. Yeah. The NCAA has nothing to do with the football schedule. Like they, yeah. they have not, they don't get any money from the college football playoff. Like it's not, it's not theirs like it's they don't run it they have no part of it whatsoever yep so they yeah i think the ncaa kind of at the end will you know maybe come in and say yeah well you know okay this is how it's going to work out eligibility wise and you know rules and that kind of stuff so i don't know hopefully uh hopefully it's enough that um, there's enough incentive for some of those guys to maybe come back, particularly Quede. I think that he's a guy who could make uh, a really pretty big difference that. for the defense. Just a great um, story. Too, how, was, uh... Yeah. And given how thin they are and, and on the defensive line and everything else, I think uh, having him around would be a real benefit. So hopefully, hopefully he's able to kind of make his way back and it's not personal and, you know, cause yeah. he's not playing this year. He's not playing this year somewhere else. Yep. At this point, I mean, you would have had to, you know, transfer when Tay Martin transferred in order to play this fall as somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. A guy that we loved having on the team, too. And just a guy you want to be successful. Yeah, absolutely want to root for a guy. Yeah. So if if it's better somewhere else, fine. But if but if it's just, you know, leaving to find an opportunity and, and you actually can do that opportunity here, that would be great, too. Um but yeah, so uh um yeah, and and honestly he's good. So yep. <laughs> we like good players. Yeah, especially on the defensive line. We yes. we need we need it. Well, especially yes. at every level of the defense. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh uh it, I would I would put you on the spot. Sure. How many wins in a seven-game season? Three. Yeah, that's where there I'm you at. go. That's where I'm at too. Do you like that decisive, bold? Yeah. Three. <laughs> Would you be okay with three and four? I'd be okay with three I, and four. I'd be okay with three and four. I, I mean, well, like, okay, let me ask three. you this. All right, so let me put it back on you. Like, what result would piss you off? Like, what result would make you like upset? I don't want to lose to Oregon State. How many wins? Oh, what How result in wins? Uh, two would be a bummer, oh, but not like, I mean, God it's like it. two and five, three and four. It's like, uh, I think one win would suck. That one would just, win, one win would be terrible. Two and five would suck too, because that means you're like, if you're talking about seven Saturdays, we're sitting down watching Cougar football. Right. And you know, most of them were just watching a, a loss. Like, that's not fun. Now, how much has that changed if... Okay, so let me just kind of throw out scenarios really quick. Like, how how much does that change if, say, um, they they look interesting while they do it, right? Because, I mean, look, I mean, we all know... So you're know talking this, like 52 to 49 loss yeah, versus I mean, a 10 look, to 7 loss? Right. We all know this is going to be a transition year, no matter what. Like, even before you know, even before, uh, you know, all the COVID stuff, like we knew that, you know, there was a chance this was going to be pretty weird anyway. And and there was going to be a transition and maybe the results weren't going to be great. Maybe this is going to be, 
you know, the first year we miss a bowl game in some time. Like, like we, I think we all sort of understood that was a possibility. So, um, if they go through this season and if they win, say two games, but you know, like maybe two or three other games, you know, they look pretty good, but you know, maybe just some mistakes cost them, you know, and I guess maybe honestly, maybe not unlike last year. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we take out the non-conference games last year, they went three and three and six. Right. So seven. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, but, but three and six in the, in in the the pack 12. Right. So, you know, that's the kind of season that you're talking about here, more or less in six games. So, or seven games. So three and four would be an improvement over last year. Right. So, and, and two and five would be something approximating last season. Right. So if the results are similar with a new coach, does that feel still feel pretty awful or does that feel better? Like, like, what are you thinking about that? I'm thinking it's going to feel worse because we don't have those kind of padded wins at the start. Like, it, it, I mean, maybe. So like just the for, overall ending is going to. And and I'm not saying necessarily for me, but I'll say for like fans, like. Okay. Um, when, because, I mean, we've learned, obviously, we learned in the Leech era, do not write in these games as wins, <laughs> obviously. Um, but at least in the last couple of years, we, we got the wins and, and then we were able to pad the schedule and move on from there. Right. Um, and this year was looking like a year we could probably do that again. Like obviously Utah state and Houston's a whole different ball game from, you know, some, you could do play some worse teams obviously in there, but Houston wasn't going to, wasn't looking very good this year. And, and uh, Utah State wasn't looking very good. And even on the road, like you were kind of thinking they could probably still pull it out just on talent alone. Um, so, yeah, if you're not getting that 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh in conference play, which you can add on to the three wins or two wins that you're getting in league play, um, you don't get those, like, happy, like, memories. Like, the, the conference play, when you don't start out by losing to an FCS team, can kind of like build up kind of some fun in the season before you get to like the conference slog of getting your ass kicked. Sure. Um, But now you're just going straight into, and you only get the conference slog. Um, So yeah, it could be tough. Like it, it, like two and five. Yes. Is very similar to what they did last year, three and six, but it will feel very different because last year they went three and six, but they also got that win against Oregon State. They got bowl eligibility, and and they got to go to the bowl game. And people, you know, me and BA and our, you know our friends and people got to go to Phoenix and go to the Cheese It Bowl. And we watched Pat McAfee be the be the MC, and it was fun and it was silly and whatever. Um, and we got to you know like to do all that. But like this year, like. If you're two, like we we were three and six, but we could still say we were six and six. If you're if you're two and five, you're two and five. Two and five. There's, there's no yeah. there's no That's other true. there's no other rewriting that narrative with some you know cupcakes in the start of the year. So I, I think I, I think from a from an optics perspective for like Rolovich, it kind of sucks, <laughs> like um, because they could be good. But that would mean they are better than last year, 
while losing a record-setting quarterback, while losing two like really good wide receivers, um, and returning a lot of the same really bad defense, and like and yes, like Dickert it should be an improvement over our last defensive staff, and and his staff should be an improvement, but it's not that easy to turn around a defense immediately. Although he has like the type of defense he runs and in, in, in the past, like it, he has done well, but it, but it, but it, it it's going to be hard for him in six weeks to turn it around. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it it's kind of a bummer from, you know, a first year coach perspective uh, to kind of, as a way to start, you're really not getting the best situation where you can get those those kind of padded wins in the schedule because uh, for some reason, like you know, four and eight would feel a lot better than two and five because you had four good days and eight bad days. But like, but like two, like a lot of this is like how many good memories you have and how many good feelings you have. And if you only have two um, for the whole entire year, uh, that's that's not that fun. Um, but, but yeah, I, and, and it's hard to believe that they're going to be better than that. Um, they could be like, I think it, it really is, uh, it comes down to defensive improvement. I think the offense is going to be worse because they're installing a new offense. Um, and if the defense isn't better, then it's not going to be good. And, and, and so I, I don't know, like two and five would be disappointing, but also not unexpected, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I just realized? I got to coordinate the whole Coog Center football preview now. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have oh. to do that. At least we got – hey, that's the nice thing about that. They gave us a six-week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got time to put it together, but I'm still like, shit. I got to, like, do my job again. Damn it. <sighs> Dear. It's more fun to get paid when you're not doing anything. Yeah. I can I can confirm that. <laughs> I do that every summer. They see they keep sending me paychecks while I swim in the pool with my kids. Freaking lazy teacher. I know. <laughs> I pay I'm paying for it right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> Woo! I oh, oh, I forgot to tell you this. How about this? I got a card in the mail today for jury duty. Fun. what does civic duty look like right now? i don't even know is do they jury duty yeah. by zoom uh, am i, mean, I zooming um, my jury duty or do i amanda, actually have to come to tacoma amanda's dad's uh got that recently too in yakima and we were wondering the same Shit. thing like what because i'm like I, you like, know I normally like like most people I, I would sort of try to get out of it or like in the last the last couple times i've gotten it it's been a while now but the last couple times I've gotten it, I've put it off until the summer and I've just done it during the summer um, because it's just easier that way. Um, but then there's a part of me that's like, well, why am I? I don't want to give up part of my summer, <laughs> you know, and like at work, they have, you know, jury duty leave. Right. So if you get called to jury duty, it doesn't count against your sick leave or your personal days or anything. They just give you leave for jury duty. OK, fine. But I'm also like, well, but it's a huge pain in the ass for a teacher to be gone from class because you still have to do all the prep work, right? Like 
you know, so it's not like you're not working. You still have to work. You just don't have, you're just not teaching classes. Well, our district is having substitute teachers host our zoom meetings. So I'm sort of like, I don't know. Do I really want to put out, you know, I don't know. Jury duty might not be the, <laughs> might not be the worst thing in the world right now. Somebody else can, you know, somebody else can, I can't, I can't host these Im- online meetings and I'll go do jury duty. Being a substitute Zoom teacher, right? It's like, already hard enough. Like you're you're already like against all odds and in the room. Yeah, substitute teacher. Like I have tried to figure out what it is exactly they think they're expecting the subs to do, and I I honestly am not <laughs> sure because I don't know if I don't know anybody who's used one yet. Um, but I don't know. Like I'm I'm still like. Wow. I, I think the reasoning is it, uh, my guess is it, it, it's like a, a seat time countable hours thing. Uh, you know, kids have to receive a certain number of hours of instruction in order to essentially for it to count. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my guess is, you know, if there's not a sub and they're not coming to class, then they feel like they can't count those hours. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's what they're doing, but at any rate, I still I still find it hilarious. Like it's, uh, you know, subs already have a pretty tough job being in a classroom, and like I'm finding teaching online is, you know, kind of a wreck. And I yeah, don't know, I don't know how subs gonna do with that, but maybe maybe I'll just maybe I'll find out, and I'll just go to jury duty for a week. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, dude, you gotta you gotta civic duty, man. I do. Look and listen. I don't mind doing jury duty. Like I said, I've never actually gotten out of jury duty. I've always just put it off till the summer. And then the last time I did it, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that again because I just would rather have my summer. So, But then I didn't get called. I got called like three times in like a five-year period. And it's probably been 10 years since I've been called. So my ticket was overdue. Been, I've never been called for jury duty. <sighs> Man, you're missing out, dude. You are missing out. I I was this close to getting on a jury one time. <laughs> Went through voir dire and all that and got picked for the jury and actually started the trial. And then, uh, like, we listened to, I don't know, a couple hours of testimony. Um, and, then, and then they sent us back to the jury room. And then they were like, we don't need you anymore. See ya. And they don't tell you anything. Like, that was, like, the worst part. I'm like, okay, I've heard, like, two hours of testimony. I wonder how this turned out. Like, what happened? This guy, you know, this this dude sure seemed like he was driving drunk, you know? Like, I was, like, <laughs> listening to all the time. I want to know how it turned. It's like a story. It's like a book where you read, like, you know, the first third of the book, and then they're like, never mind, you don't get to read the last two-thirds. I'm like, but wait a second. I was actually interested in this story. So I got – I never did find out what happened to the guy. Pretty sure he was guilty, though. Well, you know, he was he was at a trial, so yeah. Oh my gosh, Craig, I'm telling you, like, okay, so it was it was definitely a uh, a drunk. It was a drunk driving trial. Uh, The evidence did not look good, and let's just say this guy did not look good. (laughs) Okay, I'm like looking over at the defendant, and I'm like, bro, I'm trying to keep an open mind, but you are not doing yourself any favors right now with the way you look. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. I don't know. Although they're only calling me in for one week. I don't know if that's the new standard or not. Cause it was two weeks, uh, the last few times I did it. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you know what I decide. 
I'll probably do it. Like, uh, you know, I hope you can still do the podcast. Like, well, I maybe I'll have some stories. We actually, we actually have things to podcast about. Yeah, you know. maybe maybe I won't be able to talk about you know if I get on a jury, I won't be able to talk about an active case, but. Uh, they would never find out. We'll just talk about it. <laughs> be like, nobody listens to our podcast. They'll never know. <laughs> would that be hilarious if this, somehow they found out? It would be hilarious. Your like, you're you're <laughs> off this jury. You talked about it on your jury. podcast. What are you talking about? How do you know? <laughs> Go Cougs. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. I read Coog Center. What? Yeah, it's just like that. Because, by the way, that has happened before. <laughs> like, just some rando looking at my credit card at a at a store and going, are you the Jeff Neusser that writes for Coog Center? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so weird. It's definitely weird. Yes. Uh, our, our, like, low level of mild fame is I know. very strange. <laughs> it, it will never – I'm not sure I will ever feel uh, comfortable with that. Cause yeah, I'm not even like if I'm on a call for work and someone says something nice about me, like, so oh, good. Job. Craig did a good job on this. Like, I'm always just like, yeah, it's just it's my job. It's fine. Like, whatever. Just like just stop complimenting me. Like, I don't want to hear your compliments. All right? But also don't say mean things to me either. I just don't want any feedback. Yeah, just, just don't say anything <laughs> unless you're buying Craig a beer. You can buy me a beer. Just buy him a beer. Don't say anything. And there you go. Perfect. No, actually, if you do listen to the podcast and you want to talk to me, um, yes. feel free. That's yes, totally I Totally fine. Yeah. Um, I'm just a normal person, and uh, I like talking about the cubes. Just a very tall, um, normal person. Yeah. Um, just don't be really disappointed when you ask me a question about WSU and my answer is terrible. You listen <laughs> to the podcast, you should not be surprised. Uh, All right. Um, this was good. Yeah, it's good. Football is happening again. I will probably be so fired up when it starts. I'm not yet. I am not Brian Anderson right now, but. Uh, but I'm sure a month from now. I don't know, be... man. Watching that Seahawks game on Sunday night, I was like, okay. <laughs> That's true, though. Like so, okay, sports, so when baby. they <laughs> when they stopped Cam Newton, I oh. I jumped out of my chair and I flexed and I screamed and then I stopped and I thought, oh my god, did I just do that? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I'm like. I'm not that into sports right now, or I'm not that excited about sports right now, but, but I am, I totally am. And, and it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely now that it's, it's funny when it was gone. I, I, it's weird. Like, I don't know. I would say that I missed it a lot while it was gone. Um, but now that a lot of it is back, it's like, oh yeah, that's why I like it. Well, yeah. I, I, and does I, that make sense? Yeah. And I've just like, I can't, you know, that we've adopted, Dortmund and we've adopted Tottenham and like I literally can't get enough of it like I'm yeah. finding you know every match like Tottenham yeah we're watching Euro some Euro Europa qualifier qualifier. today dude I was watching yesterday I was watching because Henry Wingo who's from Seattle who played for the Sounders is playing 
for a team in Norway who's got a chance to go to the Champions League and no player from Washington has ever played in the Champions League. So I'm like firing up CBS All Access, right. watching a watching a, a Nor like a, a Champions League playoff round being played in front of no one in in like Molda, Norway, which I like had to look up and learn about and stuff. <laughs> like I was like Okay, maybe, maybe I've been hungry for sports. I yeah. don't know because I'm like, like oh, soccer everywhere. Cause yeah, I, there's tons of soccer being played. You can you can yeah. find soccer to watch oh, yes. anytime there's you want. Plenty of soccer. Um, yeah, it's like I said. I, I feel like I realized why I like it and why I spend my time doing it. My life wasn't terrible without it like it's not like my life was meaningless I actually it was it was really enjoyable um I spent a lot of time working around the house and hanging out with my family and yeah. you know just kind of like you know connecting with with people and again that was back at the the beginning of the pandemic when I hadn't been around these people for 24 hours a day for six months yet so um you know maybe at that time it felt really good to get close to him at, at this point not that i don't enjoy being close to him but i also enjoy having um other things potentially to focus on so you know it's uh it's it's you know having sports back is nice and it's nice to know that they still piss me off like you know last night when i watched the sounders and <sighs> can get angry about that all over again yeah but let's let's be mad about sports again. I can't wait for WSU to ruin my weekend <laughs> once again. Can't I'm wait for so Sunday excited. when it's like, God damn it. Yeah. What the hell? You know, just just I mean, just just I don't know. Like it's it's I'm probably gonna be like mad when WSU loses that first game or like with the first game they lose that that's yeah. like in devastating fashion, which is guaranteed. And and you're just like, why? We didn't have to have this. Like, it didn't have to happen this year. And so, just wait. I'm bottling that, and I'm saving that for the podcast. It's going to be with more passion than when I just did. But uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rant about like how this didn't need to happen. We didn't have to play football this year. And then you've you've tormented me with like this. Like, and it was nearly that on Sunday night, like with, with the with the Seahawks. You're like, great. They're going to lose like for like two straight, like as soon as new England got the ball back, you're like, cool, we're going to lose this game now. And I'm going to be mad about it. And I'm like, I'm going to like go to bed and probably say something mean to my partner. And like, like she's like, goddamn Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, listen, Sarah, Sarah will say to me things like, I don't understand why you like the Cougs so much because they don't seem to bring you a lot of joy. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like that's what you think? She's like, well, you just are like, you know, you're, you're so just like a surly. Ball, you're like a ball of stress for three hours, and you're yelling at the TV, and you know, like, like I don't well, know. I think, it just doesn't. It doesn't seem to really make your life better. And I'm like, I mean, you're probably right, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it's a thing. Like, this is where, and I guess this is what I figured out is, um you know like this is like this is where my friends are um you know my closest friends are are you and you know the other guys at Coog Center and I mean I have other friends obviously that you know I went to college with or whatever but you know for, at this point in my life you know you guys are are you know as close of friends as I have and the thing that we 
you know, have most in common is, is Cougar sports. And, you know, not that we're not friends when there aren't Cougar sports, cause we definitely are, but, um, you know, the, these games are, are sort of, a a, a really like a, a critical part of the fabric of our friendship. You know, I mean, it's what we talk about and this is what we, yeah. you know, this is, these are the experiences that we share with each other. I mean, it's, you know, it's what you talk about when you talk about, you know, going to Pullman or not going to Pullman. And, you know, it's like, you know, this, these, these experiences that we share together, um, you know, are huge parts of our friendships. And so, you know, it's a bummer we won't do that, but you know, I I have a feeling, Craig, that um, you you and I may get together at least once this fall, <laughs> yeah, uh, to watch a game together. And, Probably, and may, we might might even be might even involve another Coog Center author or two. So yeah, I'm I'm I have a feeling that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, groups of groups of four or five are fine. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not planning a, a barbecue at my house for the first game, but you know, I'm not not saying that. Let's go swimming on November seventh. I'm I'm uh, ready sixth. I'm I, ready for it. I got it. I got a heater for it. Like we can, <laughs> we can fire that sucker up and hey, if it's warm if up it's, the pool, if it's forty degrees outside, that thing only needs to be forty five and it's gonna feel warm. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. You know, one of the things I've learned as a, as a pool owner is uh, there's a big difference uh, between like seventy and seventy five and seventy seven and <laughs> absolutely. And like even like seventy nine and eighty is like a world of difference. Like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny. But and especially the you know the top versus once you like you dip your toe yeah. in the top. Oh, yeah. it feels fine. And then you yeah. actually go well, into the rest of the pool and you're like, oh, it's much colder down here. At the uh, very least, we could definitely fire up the hot tub if it came if it came down to it. Ooh, so, the hot tub. We could right. do the hot tub. So yeah, as long yeah. as you smoke something, I'm fine. Yeah, smoke meats. I think we should do it. Let's it's planned. meets in football. Yeah. This club is formed. Let's go. Yep. All right. All I right. Think, I think we've exhausted this thing. All right. Yep. Uh, subscribe, uh, rate us five stars, uh, leave a, leave a comment, uh, that helps with the algorithms. Yeah. Um, if, if you, if you don't want to rate us five stars then just don't rate us. That's right. Just nobody wants to hear your bad opinions. Like, honestly, if you, like, again, I say this every time. If you listen this long and you hate it, I, <laughs> like, I what are you doing with your you. life? We, like, we've just been rambling for 20 minutes. So I don't know. We're yep. rambling for an hour and a half, really, truly. But, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, buy local. Um, if you're in Tacoma, uh, buy from uh ETC uh, Tacoma Black Owned Business. Uh, they do some cool stuff. Uh, um, I they did not pay me to do that. I, I'll say I'll say to um, buy from the Coog store. They're you know they're they're having a sale this weekend. They didn't pay us to say that. Um, just uh, support local businesses. If you if you love going to businesses in Pullman, try to find a way to buy gift cards or buy you know stuff from them. Um, yeah, but don't go to Pullman. But don't, yeah, like you know, if you if you know someone lives, don't in Pullman, do that. They can go buy, you know, Venmo and have them buy you a gift card at Cougar Country or Sellas or whatever. And just because uh, I know all of us, you know, I just I booked all my hotels for uh, <laughs> for next football season already. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's make sure we have places to go when we go there. Um, so support local businesses. Uh, 
all that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, go Cougs. Go Cougs. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. All right, buddy.